Hello, welcome to the Dear Writer podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. We're two aspiring collaborative authors sharing our writing journey with you. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Whether you're just starting out or a more experienced writer, we hope that you'll find this podcast inspiring and thought-provoking. And here's the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Dear Writer. Uh, Today, we're recording episode 149, and this is part two of our episode about starting your writing journey. So last time we spoke about how to start writing your first project and some of the important things to think about before you jump into working on your very first draft. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the other side of becoming a writer, things like social media, publishing, where to find support, and some of the mistakes slash lessons we've learned along the way. (laughs) You learn, it's quite a steep learning curve, isn't it, Sarah? It is a steep learning curve, and we have definitely made a number of mistakes. So (laughs) (laughs) it would be interesting sharing those with you. I think we were going to mention that we are releasing our second book, um, which is going to be coming out in mid-February. We have planned to to release on Valentine's Day um, on the 14th. So if you are looking for something new to read, then why not give our book a go and decide whether our advice is worthwhile based (laughs) on our ability to write. (laughs) I want to say I'm so excited about releasing The Price of Pandemonium. I feel, I know, like you can tell that we've gotten better as writers and I really like the story and how it's turned out. So I really hope that you guys will all enjoy it as well. It's quite it's quite the ride. Yep. And I was going to say as well, if you haven't read our first book yet, um, so it's going to be free for the first for the five days prior to the price of pandemonium being released. So and it's one of those books a lot of people do say that <laughs> I love that there was actually like one review that was like they couldn't put it down. They didn't like the book, but like <laughs> to its credit, we couldn't put it down and I read the whole thing or something. So I feel whether you like it or not, it's one that you're going to read in a couple of days regardless, <laughs> based on that review. <laughs> I love that that's the review that you chose to promote it with. Like, they don't like it, but they finished it and that's credit to us. <laughs> There are good reviews, though, too. People yeah. do enjoy it. I'm going to put that out there as well. People do enjoy it, but I chose that because it's, like, the one bad review that we've had that, like, the person insisted they hated it. They still finished it within a couple of days. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, there must have been something that hooked them. So Yeah, which is what they say. They're like, to its credit, I didn't put it down. <laughs> So all I'm all I'm gonna say is that it's a fast read. <laughs> That's it. It's a fast read. So you can definitely read it like within those five days if you want it free and then continue on to the price of pandemonium. Yes. All right. Um let's continue on to the second half of this episode about beginning your writing journey. <laughs> yes. Okay, so 
your first draft is complete. Well, you think it's complete. And, you know, if you're anything like us, you sort of do a lot of Googling and you're like, what do I do with my first draft? Do I edit? Like, how do I edit? What do I do? And you've probably read and heard a lot about the editing and proofreading process. I just thought we could talk a little bit about the lessons that we've learned about the importance of the stage in writing. Sarah? So editing is a really important aspect of writing. Um, If you want to share your work with the world, then it needs to be legible and understandable for your readers to determine what you're trying to say. So with that in mind, I decided I would share a couple of tips that I've learned to help. Um, So first of all, with editing, it's important not to rush the process. It might be tempting to get it done as fast as possible so your work can be finished, especially if you have spent a long time in the drafting stages. You might be like, oh, I've finished the book. I've just got the editing left to do. (laughs) Um, Only the editing. It's it's going to be so fast. It must be, you know, like a month away from being published tops. Um, where you might find that actually the editing is a very lengthy stage. (laughs) (laughs) And rushing through the editing means things will be missed. And ultimately, there's nothing more frustrating as an author than coming back and reading your finished work, in quotation marks, only to find numerous mistakes. (laughs) So my advice there is just don't rush it. Second, start with the biggest changes first and then move on to surface issues like spelling and grammar. So you might be like, oh, yep, I need to start editing. And then I think it's natural, like as a first time author, to think that editing means proofing, which Mm -hmm. it is proofing, but that's kind of one of the later stages of editing. And first, you kind of want to start on the big stylistic editing changes that need to be done um so you want to be looking for yes plot holes exactly (laughs) um you know because there's no point spending lots of time spend fixing spelling and grammar if your plot line has major holes and large sections need to be cut and rewritten um so you might want to get a few people on board to read it and to help point out those plot holes and then begin fixing them <laughs> and then yes. do the surface stuff. Ashley, what what are your tips and why do you my find tips. editing important? <laughs> um, my first tip is please make sure you edit. Like you might think it's, you're like, you know, you've written it and you're like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. I'm sure it's fine. Please edit it. Um, I think you'll, <laughs> that's all I'm going to, that's my first tip. And my second tip would be read it through once first. I think that's really important. Just read your whole book or your whole novel or your whole um, piece of work through once first. And, you know, we like to annotate as we go to, you know, highlight the big issues that we see. And I think that can be a really good way of, I guess, seeing where your manuscript sits. And also it can really help you identify a lot of the plot issues that, um, you might not have realized when you started writing because there's always some. You think you've, even with outlining, you think you've got it all and then you read and you're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot about this. So those would be my two big ones. And then, like Sarah said, like editing can 
does take quite a long time. Sometimes editing even takes longer than it did for you to write your first draft. So I think it's important just to remember that. And I guess I was going to put out there as well, every time we go over a book, I feel like we've improved as writers and there's always new things to fix. So yes. I think it can be helpful to leave your first, well, your first manuscript for a little bit while you work on something else and then come back to it because often you'll have gotten a lot better at your craft and you'll be able to find some more parts that can be improved a lot. Uh, so those would be my few tips. My next point I thought we could talk about is how and when to decide that it's time to publish. And like in our opinion, whether or not it's scary having your work out there for everyone to read, because I know that can be quite an intimidating thought. So Sarah? So I think when you have gotten to that stage where it's, one, been read over by other people and you've taken their feedback into account, and two, you've run through it again and again, and rather than being frustrated with the mistakes or things that you could have done better, you actually enjoy reading it. I think that's when you should think about publishing. Um, that's a good point. Yes, it definitely can be scary to put your work out there for everyone to see, but it's also extremely satisfying. And I think um, trying to remove yourself a bit from your work um, once you're finished drafting, even before the editing process, like so you finish drafting and try and take more of a objective mindset to your book at that point um, can help you edit effectively. And then when you do publish to not take the bad reviews too seriously, um, everyone gets bad reviews, as you might have noted in our <laughs> introduction to this episode. Because reading is subjective and for everyone. So not everyone is going to like your book and you kind of have to be okay with that if you want to put it out in the world. I thought about it kind of in a kind of similar way. My guidance for when you're ready to publish. And I kind of took this more like a, not when your work is ready to be published, but when you're ready to publish. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yes. So I think it's when you feel like you've improved enough as a writer that you don't totally freak out at the prospect of someone reading it. <laughs> like, you know, you've given it to a few beta readers, you've gotten through that phase and you're not necessarily comfortable with it being out in the world, but you're more comfortable with having eyes on your work. Because I feel like at the start when we were writing, we were terrified of having people read it. You're like, I don't want people to read it. And then you're like, well, but it's made, like that's why you write is for people to read your book. I feel like at the start it used to be like, well, I want select people to read it. You can read it, but you can't because I don't trust you enough. <laughs> yes. So I think... When you reach a point where you don't totally freak out at the prospect of someone reading it, then you're ready to publish. And I think sometimes it might actually take you a few books, like writing a few books before you're ready. Um, but that doesn't mean you like write those books and just leave them to never see the light of day. Like you can, or at least for us, you know, you then go back and after you you learn a lot when you write full novels so you can go back fix up everything that you've learned in your process and then i think you're like oh yes i feel better about this now like i'm not yeah. embarrassed by it i'm not afraid of what people will think i'm not afraid of people actually reading it um and yeah. then to address the part that 
is it scary having your book out there for people to read? I wouldn't say it's scary. I think it's more nerve-wracking when you have your first beta readers read it. I think that's the most nerves for me. Mm, I find it probably the other way around. The other way like, around. I don't mind the beta readers because, again, that's kind of like selective. Although, mm-hmm. or it's for the target audience sometimes. So, like, having the target audience, I'm like, oh, that's fine. It's like <laughs> when... You know, you're at work and you're like, oh, yeah, I've written a novel. It's a young adult novel. And then, like, they immediately buy it. That's what I have. My workmates like, I bought it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you're like, it's, I'm not sure it's your thing. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes I can feel a bit nervous about that where I'll be like, hmm, you don't quite seem like a young adult kind of person to me <laughs> i'm not sure what you're gonna think of this but so like sometimes i'll like just warn people and be like oh yeah it's, it's young adult and it's about like this just so just so if you're they, they do read it then i can be like well i did tell you <laughs> but you know i'm a lot more okay with it these days and yeah even if i sometimes give a disclaimer <laughs> i had the same thing with my work friend. i was like oh i'm gonna buy it right now i'm like is it for you though like i don't know if it's your demographic but maybe you'll like it (laughs) but it's like it's fine full disclosure (laughs) yeah you're not the audience we had in mind but it's fine yeah i mean like you can't decide what people are going to read so i mean if they want to read it to be fair like most of the time they're just trying to be supportive (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. so uh so i thought we could talk about when you should make yourself uh, a website or get um, some social media platforms and how necessary do we think we are? And I guess, have we found them helpful? Sarah? I think it's definitely helpful. Before I go into why and why each is helpful, I think, you know, while you're just drafting your first novel or, I mean, like, it's good to start out as you intend so if you know that you want to try and make a career out of writing then there's you might as well get into all of them (laughs) but um i think like if you're starting out then maybe starting with social media first would be a good place to start um and then when you know that you're going to you want to publish a book then definitely thinking about having a website so I think having a website is helpful because it gives you to a space to tell your readers about yourself and provide updates and market your book. And so while social media can perform most of these functions, the advantage of a website is that it's dedicated to you without other ads obscuring yours. And it's a place that you can personalize. Um, so whether you want to have it purely for your books um, or you might also want to market other products for fans like bookmarks and candles and notebooks apparel. Or you might want to start a blog to document, you know, your day-to-day life or writing progress. And it also can provide links and like one place where people can find your book, find your specific social media platforms, which allows your readers to choose what method they would like to engage with you. But I think Probably if you're looking at the difference between like website versus social media, like who's going to be coming to your website are like fans that have already 
sort of stumbled onto your work. Um, so it kind of gives you an opportunity to engage with those fans and to further enhance that relationship and give them something that they can keep coming back for. You know, like not to say that people don't find your website who aren't fans, because if you start things like blogs and like, you know, people might stumble on you through that or like there are different ways, you know, you're creating an an imprint for yourself across the internet, basically. Um, And so people can find you through that. But yeah, I would say social media is also important because it can provide readers with ways to link into your website if they stumble across you by accident um, and then, you know, get all those things in one place that we discussed before. But it is important to choose your platforms wisely and to not overwhelm yourself because engaging on social media is a constant marketing task and one that we're still learning about and and Mm -hmm. improving upon. Um, I've heard it said to choose one or two platforms and do it well rather than trying to engage across all of them. And so I think that's a good place to start. And social media can be really good for building a following because I think a lot more people engage with social media than go trawling the internet for blogs and whatnot. So (laughs) um, it's kind of the more natural way to build your following than like starting with a website and Mm -hmm. then trying to later build a following on social media, which is kind of ironically how we attempted it. (laughs) I would not suggest to do it the way we did it. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley. Um, So I've said, at least for the website, I think it's really important to give yourself some time to develop as a writer. One to see if you actually like it. <laughs> Two, so that you can work on your first book, uh, start editing it, see how it turns out without too many distractions. But three, I think it's important to find, like, it sounds weird, your vibe as a writer, because you really want to translate that vibe of your writing to your website, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So I think, at least for me, I think it's important to at least have your first book and not necessarily ready, but the idea that you want to publish it and that your voice is there so that you can try and convey that through the look of your website. Cause that really, I think determines what people think the vibe of your book is like. I don't know if I've done that very well, but. Oh, it's developing your identity as an author. And so if you haven't developed your identity already, then it's going to be really hard to put a website together Mm -hmm. that, kind of feels specific and personal to you because exactly kind of again like what I said about like personalizing your Mm -hmm. like personalizing a space for yourself if you don't know who you are then it's going to be hard to create that yeah and my thoughts about social media when I grew up Sarah we haven't done it particularly well (laughs) it's definitely an area that we need to work a lot on but I would say I think it's important to think about what your social media is for. Mm -hmm. Is it for connecting with other authors on your journey or is it for connecting to your readers? Because I think that depends when (laughs) you start your social media and like who you sort of direct it to, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. I think you can do both, but like, You know, something that we found when we started is that we ended up with a lot of 
like other authors, which is great, but it's also it not who we're targeting to, which is one of the reasons why we haven't done it particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of along that similar lines is if you're thinking about your target audience and you want to market your social media towards your target audience then think about the platforms that they're going to be engaging with most which mm-hmm. we also well it's hard because we're we're when we started we have been at like the cusp of like new social medias like arising and becoming popular mm-hmm. um but we probably you know once tiktok began building steam we maybe should have like focused on that a bit more rather than instagram because that's more like our target demographic but it's also really hard to work that out sometimes yeah especially (laughs) when like sarah and i aren't big social media media people to start with so i think Mm -hmm. that was like set us on the back foot from the beginning um but something to think about (laughs) it is it is so those would be my my kind of points yes they're all important and I think you do need them at some point in your writing journey and I think just when depends on the purpose that you're trying to make it for. The other thing is that you need social media whether you are planning to publish self-publish or whether you're planning to um, go with an agent because invariably one of the um, questions that they will ask you when you're filling out these agency forms is do you have a social media following and they might even ask you how big your social media following Mm -hmm. is so having one and getting one started early on can be really helpful yes i feel like you could we could do quite a big episode about all the mistakes you've made in social media but that's fine it's all learning isn't it yes okay so The next thing I thought we could talk about is finding support when you're writing. So writing can be a lonely journey with a very steep learning curve. You know, luckily Sarah and I are co-writers, so that helps uh, with the, you know, the writing as a solo pursuit issue, but not everyone is as lucky as we are. So I thought we could share some of our tips for finding support with your writing and if there's any resources we would recommend. Sarah? So finding a writing group is a great place to start. Usually there are writing groups in your community, or if there aren't, you know, why not start one yourself? (laughs) Writing groups give you a place where you can share your work and bounce ideas back and forth. If you choose not to engage in a writing group, then I would highly recommend finding others that can fill that support role. So, for example, I am not in a writing group currently, but I have Ashley. (laughs) And we also learn a lot from our guests on our author spotlight section. And, you know, as we mentioned from our Instagram account as well, we've connected with quite a few authors. And that makes the journey of writing feel not quite as lonely. Definitely. I 100% agree with finding a writing group. My writing group is amazing <laughs> and it's amazing to know, well, sometimes you don't realize you feel you know, that you're all by yourself, but pretty much all other authors are in 
the same boat as you and they can actually be really, really supportive. And if you get into the right group, you know, a lot of the people in there have been through all different types of publishing. You'll have people who've gone through self-publishing, people who've gone through traditional publishing and people who are just like you and haven't published anything yet. And I feel like the different advice that they can offer can make a real, like a real, real difference to you. I guess the other part of it is having a critique group that you can share your work with. Um, so I'm a part of the Auckland Writing Group and we often do big, bigger meetups and just like chat with like lots of different authors and that's really great. But we also have a more dedicated critique group where we were a bit more selective about the members that are in it. <laughs> and this has been an invaluable experience for me. First of all, you end up making really great friends, but you also get feedback on your work. And it's the feedback that I found the most like the most helpful. Um, and you end up, you know, trusting the people that you're sharing your work with. So you feel like you can be honest and they can be honest with you. Um, so that's been really helpful for me. Uh, and finally, I guess a, the main resource that I would recommend is uh, a book, The Elements of Style by Strunk and White. It's really short, but I feel like it covers the basics of writing really, really well. It'll only take you a couple of hours to read. So if you're looking for a book about style and grammar and punctuation, all that fun stuff, um, the the Elements of Style is a really good quick one that you could read. Alrighty, so let's move on to some of the mistakes we've made slash lessons we've learned on our journey so far. Sarah? As we have alluded to, we have made a million mistakes. And so I thought I'd highlight just a couple. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> one is that I think, firstly, when we were trying to finish our book as teens, we basically, I don't remember doing much editing or any editing in those early days before oh. sending it to agents and publishers. I don't know what your memory is about this, but I don't remember sitting down reading through it and like highlighting things and being like, oh, this is a spelling error or whatever. Did we do that? No. If we did, I have vague memories of us reading it through, but mostly we would just read it to each other and giggle. It's sort of my <laughs> memory of it. <laughs> Finding the very odd mistake, like when you, you know, when you read something out loud, but not with any sort of, you know, editing with any sort of purpose. I think, you know, I remember transcribing it into computers because initially it was all handwritten. Yes. Yes. But beyond that, I don't think there was much editing. And so, you know, like we mentioned before, editing is important. And number two important. is a much more recent mistake um, with When the Rain Falls was I feel like we rushed the release the first time. Like, not intentionally and maybe not exactly rushed. Maybe that's not quite the right word. Um, but I don't think we had enough targeted build-up or much of a plan to stir interest. You know, we tried doing pre-orders, but because it wasn't, our release wasn't well managed, I think it was ultimately detrimental. Mm -hmm. And we are attempting to do better this time, but I still know that we won't get it fully right. So while we're learning from our mistakes, I'm trying to give myself some grace. So those are two of the ones that first came to my mind that I picked out, Ashley. I think um, 
which doesn't comment on the release of When the Rain Falls. I think we were, part of it is we were just so excited to release it. Mm-hmm. And as with everything, I feel like until you've done it once, you don't really know what you don't know about it. So I think a lot of the mistakes we made in When the Rain Falls like we're sort of learning from them now. We are trying to do it slightly different. And yeah. given um you know, this is this isn't our full-time jobs or or anything like that. Like we are really <laughs> yeah. using it as a not an experiment, but you know, kind of figuring out what works for us and what doesn't. And we have jumped onto TikTok this time, which we'll see how it goes. I feel like it could be an interesting experience and I hopefully yeah. a positive one. Yeah. Yeah, my one that I picked up picked out was the the editing as well. Like I feel like we could have saved a lot of time if we actually tried editing more seriously earlier. Um but then again, it's the thing you don't really realize until I feel like until you're a little bit older and you look on it look back on it and you're like, "Oh my." <laughs> yeah. You know, like we really should have um done this <laughs> sooner. And I I thought I'd put one lesson in with my mistakes so I thought um you know you're always improving as a writer and what you think is amazing um at the start looks very different when you reflect on reflect back on it months and years later so I think it's really important to be prepared for that um and we've actually been dealing with this a lot recently especially with darkness set us free which at the start I was like yeah this is the best we've ever written and then coming back to it like a couple (laughs) years later you're like it's the worst we've ever written (laughs) yes so I think it's really important to to remember that and the other thing I've written is social media is really hard especially for someone like me and I think like Sarah who it's not something I've ever like really naturally been into so trying to find a way that works for us I think has been one of our biggest challenges and I know we've made some mistakes but hasn't gone the way we intended like we've mentioned before so I think that's something we're constantly constantly learning from definitely okay so the final uh, point I thought we could have a chat about is what is one piece of advice we would give our young selves when we were just starting out writing. Sarah? Take your time. You know, learning to write isn't learned in a day or even a year, but is a lifetime of continuing to improve your craft. So I would say to don't be in a hurry to finish a project because it will just make things harder in the long run. <laughs> That's very good advice. You, I know when we were first starting out, we were just like, all we wanted to do was race to the end of every book and finish it. Just, I'm still like that to an extent. I'm like, yes, I've got to get to the end, like now. <laughs> so I don't know. And I'm just always impatient with myself. And then, yeah. So I think for me, that is probably just good advice in general. <laughs> yes. No, Slow I things down. <laughs> um. So my piece of advice is, don't be afraid to share your writing and then don't be afraid of feedback. I was always really, really afraid of people not liking it and thinking it was terrible. Um, and I think I, un- like, I understand looking back that 
you know, I was young and that's fine. And you're, you know, you really care about what people think about you. But if I just, when you stop and think about it, you're like, but I want people to read this in the future. So if they don't like it, obviously there's something wrong with it that I should try and work on to make it better. And I think I could have improved a lot faster if I was less afraid of people's reaction to it. Uh, So that would be my advice. I feel like, and I think a lot of my writing critique group would share the same sentiment where so many of them have approved so much since they've started sharing their work and they're kind of like, why didn't I do this sooner? I don't take that as like a positive aspect in a way though, is Mm. that um, just even though you were really scared to share, you you shared with me. Yes, this is (laughs) true. And that's kind of cool, you know. I'm like, oh, I'm so flattered. No. <laughs> but then I think it was because I was sharing with you. So we were kind of on a level yeah. playing ground. Level but, <laughs> but, you know, like that's kind of the beauty of it in a way. Yes. You can find people who are also in that same stage and like don't be afraid to share with those people because you never know. Maybe you'll find a lifelong writing partner. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or a really great group of other writers who can share in your um, successes. One of the girls in our writing group has her books been or is being published by a traditional publisher, which is very exciting. And it's the exact book that we were critiquing for like a year during COVID. So it's really cool that, you know, it's like actually going to be out there. Yeah, that's really awesome. It's very exciting. I'm going to her book launch in February. Fun. Her name's Jade Dupreeze. I'm just going to plug it anyways. It's called Outsiders. <laughs> um, so it's very exci- I'm, I'm just very excited for her. Um, and yeah. another one from our critique group got he was uh, did a play. Uh, he's a playwright, and he got his play accepted to be performed, and we got to go see that, which was also amazing. And it was you know the play that we'd been critiquing for like a year and a half. So I just you know some success stories that you know, if you don't believe in the critique group, you know people can. <laughs> do well (laughs) yes anyways that brings us to the end of our uh the second episode about um your beginning uh starting your writing journey (laughs) yes starting your writing journey i was trying to say journey to becoming and starting becoming at the same time and it all just came out in a jumble (laughs) um hopefully you found some of this interesting and you found some good tips and advice to take away with you um it's been quite nice rehashing some of our trials and tribulations and some of the successes too i've enjoyed it yes me too uh so let's move on to mistakes of the month slash in bracket three months if anyone has any (laughs) sarah i just have one from the price of pandemonium which was actually found on the final read through um, I, I just it's really subtle so I'm not surprised that we didn't catch it and maybe other people won't find it as funny as I do because I am a bit of a grammar geek but so it says they had been here a long time and it seemed certain food was scarce so <laughs> when I read it I was like it seemed certain food was scarce or it seemed certain food was scarce. <laughs> Only apples are scarce today. 
yeah I was like I think my I wrote a comment and often when I like write um little comments like in the side they're they're usually kind of sarcastic (laughs) yes they are (laughs) But, but my comment to that one was something along the lines of what type of food were they after? <laughs> um, so that one I found slightly enjoyable just because uh, I was like imagining them like, you know, going to a house and being like, but I'm not in the mood for like spag bowl again. I really want, <laughs> I really want like this particular dish. <laughs> I don't know. It was just. Commas are important. Let's go with that. <laughs> Yeah, or in that case, actually, I think because we went, no, well, because we went through and we removed a lot of that was Mm. the issue. Mm. So we removed one too many that's. Ah, yes. (laughs) Because what it should read. Crucial that. uh Uh-huh. It should read, they had been here a long time and it seems certain that food was scarce. Mm. Although, no, I think about this also slightly confusing i mean like it works and i I will leave it all together i think it's fine like i'll leave that there but you could still read that it seems certain that food was scarce (laughs) yes you could this is true (laughs) but i think it's more clear than what it was so I'm just going to leave that. <laughs> I love I'm like having a realization that my revision doesn't actually change much. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. Do you have any mistakes at the moment? Um, I don't. Oh, actually, I have one that, not from our books, but quite an amusing one that's now become a thing uh, in one of my group chats. I was asking if they wanted to, people in the chat wanted to watch a movie with me on Wednesday or Thursday, but I accidentally spelt Thursday wrong and spelt it thusly. <laughs> surprisingly hard to pick up on but now Thursday no longer exists in the group chat as you can imagine Thursday is now thusly at all times <laughs> people are now like just out of the blue oh I'm a bit busy this thusly and I'm like right. <laughs> so that's my own personal mistake of the month which has been quite amusing the number of thusly messages I've gotten since have been <laughs> made me chuckle or, what are we doing thusly? <laughs> Anyways. Oh, dear. We should probably wrap this episode up. So if you want to apply to be on our author spotlight section, you can head on over to our website, lindersoncreations.com, hover your mouse over the podcast tab, and you'll find a drop down to be featured on Dear Writer. And so next time on Dear Writer, it is our promotional episode for The Price of Pandemonium, which I'm really excited about. Um, Me too. We haven't quite planned it yet, but I think there will definitely be some um, short paragraphs read out from the text, and it's going to be really fun kind of nailing down which ones to read and give you a little taster of what's in that book. Um, Probably some discussions about character which we love. <laughs> yes, I was about to say, I hope you say we love character. Yes. Yeah, so keep an eye out or ear out for that one, which should be up in two weeks' time. 
Mm, exciting. The day before the release, actually. Yes. So it's going to be released on the 14th, and our next episode should be available on the 13th, so you can get super excited about it coming out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about it, so hopefully Me too. we can, you know, portray our excitement for everyone else. <laughs> okay, so um, if you'd like to know any more about us or any of our writing projects, you can visit us at lindersoncreations.com or you can get in contact with us on Facebook or Instagram under the handle Linderson Creations. And we also have a TikTok now, I just realized. Yes, this is true. <laughs> which, which I think is, what, Dasha A. Linderson? Yes, that would be there great. So it's under our author name of Sasha A. Linderson. So check us out on TikTok too. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your pocketer of choice. Tell your friends about us and we'll be back in two weeks. Happy writing, everyone. 